With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. everybody and welcome to earth versus soup episode oh what is it 39 oh, i'm aaron pollier i'm darlene and i'm heather heather's our guest and if you listen to the last episode we had just watched what was it attack of the crab monsters and we actually liked it a bit more than we liked this one <laughs> this one was about the same length a little over an hour and it's called invisible invaders from 1959 um it stars john agar as many of these movies do and John Agar actually gets to put on the uniform of an Air Force person, which returns to his World War II Mas- roots. He was a major. He was a major here. in this. As, okay, none of the characters matter for who they, uh, what their names are. They have no character growth. Um, they do not pass the Red Letter Media Test. Heather, by the way, we talk about the Red Letter Media Test for characters. Okay. If you can't describe a character without saying what they look like or what their job is, they're not a character. Yeah, there were no characters in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there were no characters in this movie. Um, my my second test that's on top of that is usually, does the character that passes the Red Letter Media test also influence the plot? And if they have no influence on the plot, then they don't matter, and therefore they're not really a character. They're a piece of set dressing. Okay. But none of the characters pass the first test in this. So... We have... Adam Pinner. We have the person that dies is Carl Heyman. Uh, yeah, and th- that's it's. And uh, then there's Carol. 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 The man's name was Carol. Even though in the credits he's Carl, he is always referred to as Carol. Okay. In the movie, yeah. okay. capital K A R O L. And then the last name sounds like Hyman. <laughs> which, but it's Hoyman. It's Hoyman. H O Y M A N N. If you're not paying perfect attention, there is confusion that occurs with that name. Okay. And there's Phyllis and John. Yes. Phyllis Piner, which is the daughter of Adam Piner. So none of us have seen this before, correct? Like I no. haven't. I haven't. You have. Okay. No one. No one has. I didn't know what we were getting into. Invisible Vaders means that they didn't have a a, a monster. They just needed. Yeah. In. But you see, they actually do show the aliens in. I mean, they, I think it was like a like a stop motion claymation thing. That they just filmed. Yeah. It looks like claymation. Well, actually, it looked like they used, like, filmed somebody in wrapped stuff. Be. And um, 
then imposed it onto the. Well, I mean, yeah, it's they, they, they obviously did some sort of double exposure. So so let's do the plot. And, and this is my turn on the plot. And I apologize about that. Even though there isn't a lot of plot and I can sum it up fairly quickly, as often as the case when I do a non-classic sci-fi movie on our show, I can generally sum up the plots in like five minutes. It works really well. But basically, we start with this Carol guy blowing himself up in a nuclear accident. So I immediately think Demon Core. This guy was playing with the Demon Core and got himself blown up. I know I've talked about the Demon Core before. <laughs> and Heather's like, okay, I, I'm sure he has. But I'll explain it really quick for anybody because at least I'm putting more information into this film than the writers did. And maybe I can make you enjoy it more if you if you decide to watch it. The Demon Core was a test nuclear core uh, made out of plutonium. Uh, it was the third core that never went into a nuclear bomb at the end of World War II. Uh, they ended up doing a lot of tests with it, and it was a it was a core that if you put both pieces together, it would go super critical, which means that it could sustain a nuclear reaction and it would expand the nuclear reaction. So as long as you kept these two halves of the core apart, no problems could be had. You could just study the core, see how hot the plutonium went. You could warm eggs on it. It was fine. Don't but, eat the eggs. But people decided that they got, well, I, I shouldn't say decided. People got complacent around it and decided to show that, hey, as long as you just keep a screwdriver between the two halves uh -huh. so the two halves of the, the, the globe never went together, uh -huh. nothing bad would happen. Oops. As the screwdriver comes out and you have 16 people die horrible deaths of radiation sickness melting from the inside out within a week. No. Um, and the accidents were so bad that people that were far away from the supercritical events referred to blue flashes in their eyes as the radiation cooked them in a split second. Um, many people died from these experiments. But anyway... It's such a human thing to do. Yeah, look up the Demon Core. If anyone has never heard of the Demon Core, it's almost farcical how awful this thing was, why it became known as the Demon Core, because it just killed people. Hmm. Anyway, the main character kills himself in a nuclear experiment and is buried, and his good friend, along with his daughter and his daughter's boyfriend, or fiancé, something like that. Yeah, John... And anyone and he's a doctor free. as well. Anyone can feel free to Doctor Doctor Lamont. Lamont. Okay. John Lamont. Um they bury the guy that died, this Carol guy. On in a mound of soil. It's, it's a very shallow grave yeah. so the animals can get at him. Obviously, since he died in a radioactive disaster. And looks it like sand. Yeah. Yeah, you need to have those mutant spiders and radioactive things. And make sure you put all those flowers on the top of it so they well, wilt when it's at the type yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will, it'll preserve the flowers that have been picked. Um, yeah, honestly, I think we have more fun with this movie than the movie actually provided. But uh, So the, the, the friend and his family go back to his house, and later on that night, his dead friend visits him. And it's a very, yeah, knocks monkey on the door. Yeah, monkey yeah. paw. I, I, I connected it with, you know, the ghosts of Christmas past. And it's actually the fact that this corpse has been possessed by an invisible alien 
from a race of invisible aliens that use invisible spaceships and build invisible cities on the moon that no one that they destroyed. They remember 20,000 years ago, (laughs) they they destroyed the civilization that was on the moon because they were not weak. They were weak or something. And for 20,000 years, they've been studying human civilizations. And they have now decided to invade the Earth because now the time is right because they've been, you've been experimenting with rockets and, and nuclear, nuclear weapons. weapons. So it's time to come to Earth and put the smack down. So since they've been studying Earth for 20,000 years, their perfect plan is to tell an old man who is grieving the loss of his friend to inform the rest of the Earth that they have one day to comply. 24 hours. 24 hours. In the, otherwise, in the body of a dead guy. At 11.30 at night. One old man alone in his house. And say, yep. prove it to the world. Prove it to the world, but we're going to invade and kill you all. And he's like, uh, okay. Oh, uh, uh, the, the actor did a good job. Yeah. He stuck his head between his legs and just was like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, look, I may be a puny human, but you aliens have some planning issues. Okay. Um, so he, I guess he talks to his future son-in-law and says, and hey, his daughter, uh, I have to convince you that, uh, this guy, my best friend came back to life last night and talked to me in the middle of the night and told the aliens are going to invade. I know it sounds crazy. And that they're invisible. Yes. The guy, he actually went to the newspapers. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The newspapers, that joke of, of nothing on the paper. Yeah, yeah, the picture of the first invisible invader, and it's just a blank sheet. It's goddamn uh, the, the snark in the in the newspapers actually were good, um, but that's actually after he's able to convince his future son-in-law and daughter that he really wasn't crazy by going back to the cemetery and invisible aliens talk to him. Yeah, so. Now, we get to introduce to John Agar's character, and like I said, John Agar is in many of these films. John Agar is an Air Force major, and John Agar decides that he needs to bring this scientist, his daughter... Well, you yeah. miss part of it. Okay, what? There's all kinds of stuff that's happening now after, you know, that you forgot the hikey game, the, the, game, oh, yeah. the, okay, the, the football game... Yeah, the okay, yeah, I have to, I the strangling of the announcers. Okay, okay. So the first thing that I have written down, and I'm sorry if I'm talking away from the uh, the microphone here, is that there is stock footage used of a B-17 crash uh, pre World War II. It's it's one of those remote controlled drones that they use to test crashes, and you can with see the big O X with the big X painted on the side of the mountain that the B-17 just rams into. And I guess there was a pilot aboard because you normally put pilots aboard for test crashes. Right. <laughs> the body is perfectly okay. He's a little bloody. And then he gets possessed by a dead alien. Well, an invisible alien, I should say. And he comes to a hockey game and says, humans of Earth. In, in Syracuse, New York. In Syracuse, New York. Yeah. There's a couple high schools. Maybe. A high, hockey game. He's a high school he or college. Here. You know, it was at the level of that. Honestly, it's a scene that I would have expected out of Flash Gordon. It's so ridiculous. Okay. Then we have a guy that rams into a transformer plant. With a car. Good, nice car. Flips it a few times. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes into what, 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 who does he tell? 
He's in another. Was it a football game? It was a football, or it, all it saw, all you saw was a lot of stadium. Yeah. Okay. And then it started getting on like the newspaper how oh my gosh it's real. Yeah. And, and yeah. then there's then there's a thing that comes on about Finland. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Holland Finland, and Russia. Finland and Russia were blown up. Like that's Holland the too. Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well Russia's blown up. That means Ukraine and Belarus are completely fine. The Baltic states they can fight back. Badass. The the the, the aliens really clearly do not understand human politics. Um. And it wasn't. It was like what was it like. Finland and, and, Finland and Holland, Holland and, and Russia. Russia. Two teenies and then Russia. And Russia. Is just, and the literal line is blown up. Okay, I mean, thank you for being And there's stock footage of, of fire fighters fighting uh, burning buildings. Burning buildings. Um, um, there's footage of like dams getting blown up by like trucks just ramming into them. Yeah, because they did say three days later they're going to have all these dead body they're gonna possess these dead bodies and come up yeah they were just like throwing dead bodies at people and causing accidents and yeah it's it's weird but then we get to john agar as the air force guy because um the u.s government has activated the vault program from fallout and they need to get all the important people into vaults for testing psychological issues i guess just like the vaults not really but no. my, my my first thought was that this vault is going to be filled with nothing but women and one man and well, <laughs> well it was it was three men and a woman and a woman in what yeah. looked like the back cave of and of they, the yeah, <laughs> that was cute. They had signs that just looked like the 1960s batman tv series that were like you know decompression chamber compression chamber um, big dials yeah, yeah giant giant dials it was very cool um but it turns out that the best humanity the best chance humanity has is having these scientists in these underground vaults working on a solution of how to attack the aliens because since they can't see them they can't kill them and they're make, possessing the dead make whatever sense of that that you can okay well well he comes to saying the they get into the through the pores of the dead. Yeah, they like somehow go through the. How did they figure that out? I don't know. No, no. The, the science in this is just okay. This works. This doesn't work. Oh, we okay. know this. Um, so to to summarize. So there the is the no plot, reason. There, there is no reason that they figure out that they can try to trap. Well, the next thing they figure out is trying to trap the alien inside the dead body. To with an application of acrylic liquid plastic liquid plastic acrylic i'm like oh okay that's kind of interesting so they go out with like this fire extinguisher fire extinguisher, fire extinguisher on the back it does not work john agar gets attacked he comes back in and says okay we have oh, to it a almost worked. it almost worked he then digs a pit and fills it with acrylic and lures the alien to fall into the pit of the acrylic. farmer yes. Bra- the farmer that attacks now, them with the a shotgun thing. the farmer the dead body of the farmer is a big dude. They drag the in- acrylic encrusted body back to the back cave. It really and looks like somebody it's used. A, uh, it's a mannequin of a woman. Yes, yeah, it's a- covered in paper mache because it has breasts. This is a large male, but this this is clearly a thin female form in there. And then they increase in the plaster. Pressure. Yeah, yes, they, they increase the pressure in the pressure chamber. And 
again, the alien's completely okay with having like atmospheric pressure go up to like you know sixty times normal or whatever, enough that it breaks the acrylic. And the alien's like, okay, you know what? I'll tell you what, guys, you're you are smart for capturing me. It doesn't kill him, <clears throat> but I'll let you live if you let me go. Okay. And they're like, well, we're getting close. Well, to this the is the smart smart thing that John Agar's character says what? is that he would not be. Yeah. Trying to get them to surrender if they weren't close enough to it. So, okay. And I agree. But you think with that kind of logic that the solution is something close to acrylic or like Maybe. sealing them is the solution that they come up with. No. Anything no, like that. The yeah. alarms go off yeah. because yeah. of the, because one of them, they, Agar oh. and the <laughs> other guy. <laughs> yeah. The John gets in a fight because John wants to release the guy, the alien. Yes. I want to save my lady friend. And they throw like a beaker of something. It's probably just urine. And it goes all over the computers. And they and use like everything $5 in sparklers and everything goes off. That that was that was in five that was more than five dollars worth like $5 at that time. Of sparklers in, in that's a lot of sparklers. That filled the room. It's a lot of sparklers, I'm saying. So I'm saying you can get a lot of sparklers today for five dollars. Okay. We're talking like in in 1950s. They lit up two rooms. Yeah. Okay. So all the alarms go off, and I guess the noise is what hurts the aliens. Yes. And they, they figure out, oh well, if we play notes or sounds, it will cause these aliens pain, and they'll leave. So they develop sonic well, weapons. There was one point earlier that the sound affected at the beginning of the movie there was an eerie low tone when yes it's when, because of like something to do with the saucer that the saucer was producing this low tone and it was somehow connected to the alien i don't know i don't know I, it was something weird in the earlier kind of a reach. I, was, I was just like okay whatever yeah so they build these like big sonic guns and, they and they're gone. There's a very important part that you're missing. Okay. And okay. that is the part where um, after they figure out that the, the sound will hurt him, so the, the guy that tried to betray them all and release the alien was like, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. And they're like, oh, oh, yes. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. I hope, I hope we can get At least he apologized. Yeah, at least he did. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. I acted like jackass. He didn't I'm say jackass. He said something else. Around, like, you know, a deranged... Um, Howard Hughes, you know, it's just, <laughs> everybody um, in this thing was deranged, a, including the aliens. I'm sorry. Our reviews are kind of weird. I, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, anyway, I gotta, I gotta take this one. Okay, they, okay. they use this, looks like a big gun yeah. that has this dial on it. It didn't have 11. It didn't have 11. We were so we were disappointed, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it turns, it, you see the shadow come out of that, uh, guy that has, um, wrapped is a, a wrapped human like and a mummy, a mummy. but he becomes a marshmallow like a melted marshmallow on the ground yeah so they're all excited that <laughs> the sound of dry ice rubbing against metal if you know what that sounds like it's dry ice against metal that's the sound the gun makes that turns these aliens into piles of marshmallow i don't know why they didn't just use a dog whistle that would have that would have been, been funny yeah just Someone... because then you don't yeah, as someone like watching it, it is almost as irritating to the person watching it, the sound is, as it is to the aliens. 
very, very grating. It is awful. And I, I cannot, I said while we were watching it, I can't imagine sitting in a driveway. Uh, oh, with dog barking. Oh, Sorry. That's okay. Um, I cannot imagine sitting in a drive-in with the speaker right next to my ear with this sound screeching and... Grating. Constantly. Yeah, constantly. So... Sorry, we're taping in a different a different area today, folks, and we have a visiting canine who is very excited that someone is home. So that's a happy sound that we just heard. Um, the John Agar decides to wear his radiation suit and drags Weenie Man out with him to uh, drive the truck. Uh, no, he was following the truck because John Agar was on the top of that truck with the little... I'm saying John, the weenie man was driving the truck. No, the woman was. Was it? She was driving the... Man, I can't remember. No, she, she was driving. She okay, was driving because he was walking behind the truck. And John Agar, so like, John Agar tanked And weenie man the stayed there. Okay, weenie man stayed inside? Okay. Yes. And... He fires this gun repeatedly at the aliens, and it just drops them over and over and over again with this incredibly grating sound. And only one turns to a marshmallow. I was yeah, disappointed. I see one more marshmallow, and then he attacks the saucer. Yes, and it explodes. It just, it just blows apart in like a split second of the sound. It's it's like made of crystal or something. It actually didn't look that bad either. No, it was okay. Um. They transmit the information of how to build these sonic weapons to everybody. The world is saved. And unlike many of these films, there's actually like an ending scene. Instead of just going, the end, we've won. The All the main characters go to the UN and are like praised by the UN. The end. And I really want to say one other thing that it needed to not do. Okay. She needed to dump John. Weenie Man? Weenie Man. <laughs> because he... I mean, he just throws things. Yeah. Like, I'm going to throw this I mean, bottle of liquid against the computers. Just useless. Yeah, just utterly useless. He has, he has a fantastic... Like, See, I, I really Gomez agree. Adams I mustache, really... Though. I Yeah. I, I kept on saying that that mustache is just driving me nuts. He was a... Uh, he's, he's a very good role, um, spokesperson for pomade, too. Oh, and the one thing we didn't say is the narration. Oh, narration. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, narration. The movie, the movie narration. Third narration. Narration. But it's the same voice as the alien guy, so I kept. So, I so it's like, Carl. It's Carol. Yeah. It's Carol, the first. Carl Hyman. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Carol or Carl? It's Carol. It's the you. The, the names are just completely useless. Useless. Anyway, yeah. Like, I like her name for John as Weenie out. Man. You couldn't figure <laughs> out. Let, let, let Heather. No, no, no. It's fine. I just I couldn't I couldn't figure out what the who the narrator was supposed to yeah so that's the plot we can go into now what worked in this film what worked in this oh film? yeah i know that everyone's looking stunned what worked in this film uh, it actually if you think about it something like that they've tried to do this many times over and this what, one what what have they tried to do this the alien tries to to teach us a lesson thing I don't and, think they're trying to teach us a lesson in this. They just want to smack us around and take over the earth. There's no lesson to be had. We're not supposed to use nuclear weapons? No, they didn't say that. They're just like, you've gotten to the point where you are using nuclear weapons, so we are just going to invade. So they're just fascists. They want well, to take uh, dictatorial ways of life. Oh, yeah, they do life. call them like a dictatorial... I 
as you can tell, this movie was crystal clear and very easy to follow. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it's super short, and that's what's awful, is some of these movies end up being, even though they're short, you can easily understand exactly what they're trying to do, but what they really are doing is as murky as, like, hot chocolate. It's... I had about 20 times more fun just pretending not to listening to you two than I did watching that movie. <laughs> So, can we, we have to think of one thing that this movie did wrong. The, the set for the, the bunker was, like, cute. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Um, I think John Agar did a fine job with what he had. Uh, I like the makeup of the, uh, a, uh, the uh, zombies. zombies. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, was like classic. Classic kind of the 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 yeah, yeah. shadow underneath the eyes the even the acting of it and yeah. yeah the acting of the zombies was good the director didn't really like I didn't understand why if the alien could communicate why it growled in the beginning I and still it, don't it's frustrating it has to deal with stupid uh, stupid visible humans uh, uh, yeah I know okay so then, we've already talked about like a lot of what doesn't work in this film, but I mean, is there anything notably that doesn't work? Oh, most of this film does not work. Well, the narration doesn't work. Yeah, it does. But I will say this, it steps up a, bit, a little bit better than some of the ones we had, where the narration was what we just saw. This one didn't do that. I actually agree with you there, Wendy. I, it still didn't work. It didn't work, but it wasn't as bad as the uh, the plant walked over there. And you're seeing the plant walk over there. But that's creeping terror. That's creeping terror that has that kind of narration where it's just. I'm just trying to give a as example. Yeah, it could have been, been worse narration, but it was, it I was think... Bueller esque. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What is his name? Stein. It's um Ben Stein. Ben Stein. Yeah. I have talked about this in other episodes like where Bueller, 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 and. Is there anything else that notably did not work in this? Notably did not work. Like, that really stood out as being this, I just want to punch this whole movie. I mean, the characters were bad. They yeah. were forgettable. It was it was boring. I still said there was the cardinal sin in the movie. I kept having to force myself to pay attention. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you. Overall, the movie is boring. It, it's seemingly, even though it's short and a lot of stuff happens in it, you're not thrilled by it. It's it's kind of plotting, and you're being told what's going on rather than it working. Yeah, it. that's that's the big problem. Is they keep telling you they don't ever show you. this. The spaceship was good. I liked it. That's fine. I, I even like as I really enjoyed the it going the people going into mushroom. Uh, like marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's weird. But it's funny. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. unique. Unique. It's so. I don't think I would recommend this film. I don't either. It's very boring. It's very boring. But it's not a complete waste of time for like two different groups of people, I would say. If you like John Agar, because John Agar is generally good in anything that he's in. Brain, Brain from Planet Aros, notwithstanding. We already know that. He's terrible in that. But he's generally good. He's being charming in this one. Yeah, he was pretty charming in this. Um... Or if you have a large group of friends together to watch this and you have Beer. complex hydrocarbons available <laughs> and you are enjoying yourselves and having a good time, yeah, maybe maybe this is this is kind of dumb. And it's it could be fun in that regard. So Or is wallpaper going on the background on your TV yeah, that's set? About it. That's about it. So you know, I don't know if we can say much more than that about this because there's so little in it. 
That's the yeah. problem. Same so, set, uh, same places. The um, where, you know, the canyon. Yeah, well, it's all outside of LA. It's yeah. You, you, we, we've done now what thirty nine episodes, and a lot of these sets that they use, or a lot of the locations they shoot in, have become kind of familiar. You're like, oh, I know exactly. Uh, what. It's like Star Trek with you know Gorn Rock, Vasquez Rocks. Mm-hmm. You know where Vasquez Rocks is. You, you, I recognize that place. It's becoming that way with us for different areas around LA. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, anyway. We'll let you go, folks. We we hope you enjoyed. Again, this is Invisible Invaders from 1959. We don't recommend it. We don't recommend <laughs> it uh, unless you are uh, inebriated, I guess, would be the best way of saying it. Um, have a great night. Have a good night. Bye. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.